This morning, God's Word comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. Luke 11, and we'll be reading the first 13 verses of this chapter. Luke 11, beginning at verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asked for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Here we in the reading of God's holy word. I invite you to turn to the back of the Psalter hymnal, the back section, page 62. And at the top of that page is Lord's Day 50. We'll read that together this morning. Question and answer 125. I'll read the question, you can respond with the answer. From page 62, what does the fourth request mean? Give us this day our daily bread means. Do take care of all our physical needs so that we come to know that you are the only source of everything good and that neither our work and worry nor your gifts do us any good without your blessing. And so help us to give up our trust in creatures and to put our trust in you alone. Well, as we have been studying together the Lord's Prayer, that prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, uh, we come this morning to something of a transition. We saw that there was a structure to the prayer. Prayer begins with that address, our Father who art in heaven, and is followed then by three petitions. A prayer for God's name, a prayer for his will, and a prayer for his kingdom. 
And as we have seen, each of those petitions, although they appear to be praying on God's behalf, really speak of a change that takes place in us for His name, for His will, and for His kingdom. Now we come to the second half of the prayer. Three more requests that God might provide us our bread, that God might forgive us our sins, that God might lead us not into temptation. And while, while these three petitions appear to talk about something for us, they're actually asking God to do something for us, that He would act on our behalf. In Luke 11, we have the account of the disciples asking Jesus to uh, teach them to pray and the prayer that He taught them to pray. And Jesus follows this prayer with uh, two stories. Two stories that deal with, with food, with meeting needs. And so by looking at these stories together, we get something of an understanding of what Jesus meant when he taught his disciples how to pray, how they were to pray. And we're reminded as well of the assurance that God will hear the prayers of his people. Lord, teach us to pray. Hallowed be, or pray, give us this day our daily bread. Notice that when Jesus talks about their needs, he talks about their most basic need. Give us bread, the fundamental staples of life. Even, even uh, metaphorically, prisoners get bread and water, the most basic needs of life. Give us the fundamentals, just what we need. And of course, as we pray that prayer, we are praying, Lord, help us to recognize our needs and help us to recognize your grace in providing those needs. We have the story of the friend that comes at midnight. Verse 5, he said to them, which of you has a friend and you will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. This man comes to his friend in need. He has nothing. He needs the most basic needs of life. I need three loaves. I need bread because I have nothing at all for myself. He recognizes he is insufficient in himself to provide what is necessary. He recognizes his neediness. That's a truth we have to recognize. We like to be self-sufficient. We like to think that we can live on our own. We like to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We must remember, we are those who left to ourselves have nothing. Everything we have received is a gift from God. God owes us nothing. We claim nothing ourselves. Everything we receive is a gift from Him. To pray, to pray, give us this day our daily bread, recognizes our own neediness. Even for the most basic needs of life, we need to turn to God. And we see that, that when we do turn to God, He provides what is necessary. As this part of the story comes to a close at the end of verse 8, 
we read that this friend, he will rise and he will give him whatever he needs. The friend does provide the needs, does provide the most basic needs. He gives him whatever is necessary. This past week, once again, God has seen fit to provide for our needs. It's easy to us, for us to be concerned about the future, concerned what's going to happen next, but God, this past week, every day, has met our needs. Everything necessary, everything we had to have, God provided for us. And God, as he does that, blesses us with these gifts. And that's what our confession picks up in, in question 125. Give us this day our daily bread means. Do take care of our physical needs. So we come to know that you are the only source of everything good. And neither our work and worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. We pray that God bless us with the gifts necessary and bless us that we might use those gifts wisely. We might receive them from his hand and use them in the service of others. This man comes looking for bread so he can feed someone else. As God provides for us, day after day, we ask ourselves, how can we use the gifts from his fatherly hand to be of service to others. God provides the most basic needs of life that we might provide for others who are in need. We have in, this, in these stories um, assurance that God will hear us as we pray. In fact, one of the commentators um, titles this section an assurance of answered prayer that God certainly will hear our prayers, that each day He will provide what is necessary. The idea here, it is, it is something that is ongoing. It is something that, can, that is continuous. We can be assured day after day after day, God will provide the needs for that day. We have in our, in our story, again from verse 5, which of you who has a friend who will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, let me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, I have nothing set before him, and he will answer from within, Do not bother me, the door is now shut, my children are with me in bed, I cannot get up and give you anything. Verse 8, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Um, I have to confess, I'm not a fan of that particular translation because of his impudence. We think of that as something negative. In fact, my Bible has a footnote because of his persistence. I think, that, I think that's a better translation. That, 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 that gets the sense of what's going on. Because of his persistence, his needs will be met. God calls us to be deliberate in prayer to be persistent in prayer. I think it's easy for us, it's easy for me, at times to take prayer very casually. And we just sort of rattle off some things and we pray for this and pray for that. But God calls us to be mindful, to be conscious, to be persistent, to bring before Him those needs that we are so desirous of. And we persistently, deliberately bring these before His throne of grace. 
thoughtful in our prayers. How do we pray? Do we just rattle off a, a number of petitions, or do we think about it? These are so desirous of us. These are our basic needs, Lord. We continually bring them to you again and again and again. And we are persistent in our prayers to God. And because of that persistence, he will certainly hear us. Verse 9, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. We can have confidence as we persistently bring our needs before our God. He is a God who, who hears the prayers of his people. And he calls us to ask and to seek and to knock. And there is something of a, of a progression here. Imagine that you're trying to, to, to locate a friend of yours and you ask somebody, hey, where, where is so-and-so? Oh, they don't know. Well, then you actually go out and start looking. Hey, hey where, where's my friend? I'm looking for my friend. You still can't find him when you seek. And then you start going and knocking on doors. There, there's, there's a progression. Jesus says, ask and seek and knock. As we come to God, we ask him. We make those basic requests from him. And then we seek. We are persistent in that. We continue to ask. And then we are actively engaged in that which we seek. Don't pray for something and then do nothing. God very often includes us in the means by which he answers our prayers. We don't pray for our daily bread and then sit back and wait for bread to drop from heaven. But we are actively engaged in the labor God has given to us and He provides for us the finances we need so we can go buy bread. Now, He gets the glory for that. We don't say, oh, look at the bread that I bought. God's the one that's providing but he is providing through means, through ordinary, regular means that he has given to us. We don't simply ask, but we seek, and we knock, and we are engaged in the prayers we bring to God. Maybe our desire is to, to have a closer walk with God. I wish I had a closer walk with God, and we ask God for that. I wish I had a closer walk with you. We don't ask for a closer walk with God and then ignore the means He has given. But we seek, we, we spend time in His Word, opening the Word of God, reading the Word of God, meditating over the Word of God. We spend time in prayer with Him. We, we gather together for worship. We want to be in fellowship with God, so we make worship a priority for us. We ask and we seek and we knock. God includes us in the means by which he will answer our prayers. And again, our, 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 our trust then is not in our activity, in what we can do, but our trust is still in the God who provides for our needs, who provides the means by which he will accomplish those, those, give those gifts to us. Our trust is in the giver, not the gift. He is the one who cares for us. He is the one who provides for us. Our confession, 
Help us to give up our trust in creatures and put our trust in you alone. It is so easy for us to trust in the things around us. It's so easy for us to trust in the things which we have accumulated. Now, we have to say very quickly, there's nothing wrong with planning for the future. We don't take this text, give us this day our daily bread, and say, well, we just live day by day and that's it. We don't have any thought for the future. We certainly have thoughts for the future. We don't, we don't misquote Matthew 6, which talks about not laying up treasures on earth. It's okay to be thoughtful, to be mindful. But we don't trust in the provisions we have made for the future. We trust in the God who gives us those provisions. And if in God's providence those provisions for the future are taken away from us, then we go back once again, give us this day our daily bread. We trust the God who has provided for us every day of our lives that he will continue. We can have the greatest assurance, the greatest confidence, for we have a God who hears our prayers. He hears our prayers because He is our Father. That's how the prayer began, our Father who art in heaven. Jesus tells a second story here. Now, not the story of a friend at midnight, but verse 11. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a scorpion? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a, a, a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are even know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father? What Father among you? We fathers would do anything for our children. We fathers would do anything to provide for them. We have such a close relationship with our children. We love them so much. We have a Father in heaven. A father who loves us, who cares for us, and a father who knows our needs. And he will not give us things to our harm. What father, if you ask for a fish, will instead give a serpent, something which will harm him? If he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. No, the father knows what we need. He will provide what we need. He will not give us things to our harm. Now, we may not always see it that way. It may appear to us that rather than getting the fish, we are getting the serpent. Rather than getting the egg, we are getting the scorpion. But that's because our vision is so limited. We see such a small slice of our life, but God sees it all. God knows our needs. He will provide for our needs. And even though it may appear to us that what is coming our way is not for our good, we know, we confess, it is for our good. God will not give us something ultimately harmful. Oh, He, he will in His love discipline us, chastise us, but that is for our good. The gifts that, God's, that God provides are because He is a Father who loves his children, and he knows what is best. That's a hard lesson 
to learn in prayer that our God knows what is best. We can be persistent in praying for something that is deep and close to us, and yet things don't seem to change, and we say, is God actually listening to us? Remember, He is our Father. Fathers listen to their children. We see only the small circumstance. God sees it all. And so He calls us to put our, our trust in Him, that He will do what is best in our lives. Jesus complete, concludes this, uh, this section, verse 13. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You know how to give gifts to your children. How much more your Father in heaven? And Jesus, as he ends this section, takes our mind off things earthly and on to things heavenly. If you, we would expect him to say, if you know how to give, give good gifts to your children, your heavenly Father will give good gifts to you. What does he say? Your heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit. More than just the physical things of this life. More than just our daily bread, our daily needs. He provides His Spirit. And through that Spirit brings us into a relationship with Him. Through that Spirit makes us His children. We are the ones who come with nothing. We're like the friend at midnight. I have nothing to set before you. God, in His mercy, hears our cries. He hears our prayers. He provides our deepest need, our most basic need, a relationship with Him through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? God comes to us this morning with that wonderful declaration that if we do not yet know Jesus Christ as our Lord, as our Savior, today the call goes out, the means God has given, the preaching of the gospel. Take this word, take this truth of who Christ is, embrace it by faith, embrace it by the power of the Holy Spirit, and know what it is to be a child of God, and knowing that, Know that He will provide all of your needs for this life and all of your needs for the life to come. He is the Heavenly Father who knows our needs, who provides our needs, who does everything necessary to secure an intimate, close relationship with Him. If He can take care of our spiritual needs, our deepest needs, He can certainly care for our physical needs. Give us today our daily bread. Asking God to act on our behalf. Do take care of our physical needs so that we come to know that you are the only source of everything good, that neither our work and worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. You know what we need. Bless those gifts that you give. And help us to give up our trust in creatures and to put our trust in you alone. That is our prayer. 
Yes, God provides us the means by which we have bread on our tables. He provides us the means by which we come to know Christ. And yet he is the one who receives all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Let us join together in prayer. Lord our God, we praise you for you are our Father. You are the one who knows us. You know our joys. You know our sorrows. You are the one who knows our needs, who knows our concerns. And we trust, O God, that as we call out to you deliberately and persistently, you will not give us a serpent. You will not give us a scorpion. But you will provide what is necessary in this life, for this life, and for the life to come. Help us, O God to trust you more and more, to take our trust off ourselves, to take our trust off what we think we can accomplish, and to put our trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, who has accomplished our salvation. He's, he's secured our eternal life and will certainly care for this life as well. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen. <laughs>